This is Barry.FYI, a project designed to capture stories of personal experiences and life lessons for the young and impressionable. Your hosts are Matthew Barry, Amy Barry Smith, and Jessica Barry Woodward. Join us in a series of interesting interviews of family members and friends. We hope you'll enjoy learning a few things about the Barry family. This is Jessica Woodward, and I am here with Bob Berry. And it's an exciting day here in Moon Township because Bob got a new car. So tell us about your new car. Well, small correction, because Rosalind and I own the new car half and half, which is a breakthrough because previously she owned a car and I owned a car. And in this particular case, Rosalind was driving a car from 2001, this being 2017, 16-year-old car, didn't have very many miles on it, but still, things start to go. So uh, a year or more ago, we planted a question with the dealer. If you find a car with these particular characteristics, give us a call. In fact, he called last year with the right color car. I say that again, the right color of car. But as it happened, by the time we got there, even though the car had sat on his lot for six months, he sold it that very day. So we didn't get the car. This year, he came along, and we moved a little faster and closed the deal. So it's a very nice, sort of a dark brown Mercedes, not an SUV, but a crossover vehicle. Anyway, it's very nice and has a lot of gadgets and lots of gizmos. Got plenty of gizmos. So you may co-own it, but I think we all know who does most of the driving behind the steering wheel, but that's okay. Yeah, I drive most of the time, but but that's quite a little different from who owns what, right? <laughs> So it seems over the years, maybe it's your engineering background, that you've had an interest in cars, what's going on in the automotive industry. So tell us about the first car that you remember. Oh, my first car, um, the first car in the family among the the boys, Gary had a 1936 Plymouth that he bought with his buddies. And 1936 Plymouth, even in the 1950s, was a really old clunky car. So uh, one took the battery in at night. The battery was under the driver's seat. You took the battery in at night. Uh, Otherwise, you couldn't start the car. But if the battery failed, you actually could get out and give the car a shove, and it would start. The first car I actually owned was a 1947 Olds convertible, a huge car, uh, old when I got it. I paid $150 for it. And even in those days, that wasn't very much money. So uh, we had many a fine and found memory of of, uh, those days. In between times, I generally went for the kind of a gimmicky car. You may remember that the uh, uh, Hondas we had uh, had four-wheel steering, not four-wheel brakes, four-wheel steering. Remember that? And uh, I went for yellow cars. I don't remember your Hondas. Oh well, that probably you. You um, had a, was a Buick, right? That uh, we, we yes, you took with you to school. Skylark, mm-hmm. beautiful cars. Mm-hmm. So yes, I had a good time with cars. We generally have had um, uh, when we went to Europe. Uh, we bought a used Mercedes, not a, a used BMW, two thousand two, a sports car, not very big, but sports car cost a thousand dollars even though it was only a year old 
because in Europe, used car prices are awful. There's no systematic used car lot approach to life. So uh, you, if you have an opportunity to buy a used car, sometimes you get a really good deal. We bought this from a guy from the office who had been transferred to Spain, and Spain did not allow you to bring a car in at all. So he had to sell up. So he took an enormous loss on the car. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that was your favorite car from over the years? That was pretty nice. I'll have to think about that one. That's kind of hard. That's a hard question. I like the one I've been driving for a few years, which is a Kia Amante sedan, which is a copy of a Mercedes sedan. It had every feature that any Mercedes had in those days. It's about 10 years old now. Did you ever have a car that you regretted buying and couldn't wait to get rid of? Yes. Yes, they had a Subaru. Uh, uh, I'm not quite sure what model it was, but... The problem with the thing was it just didn't have enough power. It was too weak an engine, and uh, that so it got dangerous. So I traded that one back in pretty quickly. Have you ever leased a car versus buying a car, and what's your philosophy on that? I did lease a Jeep one time. Uh, the lease was 48 months. The warranty was 36. <laughs> so about month 37, parts started falling off. So I decided that wasn't all that smart a deal. How did you stand driving from Pittsburgh to Iowa with three kids in the car? And how come we never stopped when Amy threw up? Well, <laughs> you left out the part about having dogs and cats and yes. parakeets and other things. <laughs> Well, it, what you, it's easier when you're driving, but the, the person riding shotgun has all the extra duties. <laughs> Besides, our three kids were perfect in the car, very well behaved at all times. Except Amy, because she would always throw up. Well, she'd throw up, but that's not, uh, what, it's not a behavioral problem. <laughs> so over the years, what design improvement have you enjoyed the most in the automobiles? Wow. Uh, cars really haven't changed that much. You still got an engine, you still got fenders. Uh, what do I like best of the new features? Hmm. I'm a big fan of my heated seats. <laughs> I do live in Wisconsin, though. Yes. Well, there are little things like that that are certainly better, and the radios are better, and the air conditioners are better. But uh, fundamentally, it's still a car. I, I, I had looked very closely at buying uh, a hybrid, not a Prius, but a Lexus, which was the fancy version of the Prius, still both made by Toyota. And I had looked at it, and, this, and I almost bought it, but it was a sports model. In other words, very low slung. And I said, well, I can get in and out of it this year. I'm not so sure about next year. So I let it go by. But I, I like the idea of hybrids and electrics. Did you propose to mom in a car? Yes, we were sitting side by side in a in a car, and I uh, was it your Plymouth, your convertible, or not? No, I think I had uh, at by that time I'd taken possession of a Ford that I bought when I was I graduated for a dollar down and something a month uh, from the dealer that the family used in Boone. So I drove over to her house, and uh, she, she was in the car. I think she was cleaning the dashboard or something, and. Uh, <laughs> And I sat down beside her and proposed. 
I don't think it was a surprise, but anyway, she said yes. <laughs> Let's see. What would you suggest if you could wave a magic wand as an improvement for the auto industry? Well, wow, that's a big question. Mm. Like if there was a feature or a function that you could easily offer, what do you think would improve our car driving experience besides getting other people off the road? Oh, I think the new self-driving cars will be much better than what people can do. So I mm. look forward to that. I've been watching that development at Carnegie Mellon, which is where all the work was done, uh -huh. under contract to the Army. For 30 years or more, uh, Raj Reddy, who was a buddy of mine, was in charge of that. So I'd go down and watch him, watch his graduate students try to get Jeeps to go around the uh, campus. So I'm very much in favor of that. And that's happening now. Of course, there res was resistance for a long time, but now it's happening very rapidly. All the car companies have uh, pr programs that will be putting cars on the road. And... There are now airplanes flying themselves. And Boeing says that uh, people are asking for airplanes to fly themselves. They already have autopilots, but this means no pilot at all. And when will people have nerve enough to fly in an airplane with no pilot? Big question. But cargo planes, of course, uh, cargo doesn't complain. So I think that'll happen very quickly. So is that what you predict for the future when your five-year-old grandchildren are your age and they're driving? Yes. Yes, I think it's likely that the twins who are six years old will never drive a car. Well, that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But it'd be much safer when you think about it. We put, we kill 30,000 people a year with carlers and... Uh, uh, 5,000 pedestrians or something like that, and put 2 million people in hospitals over the years. So it's, it's a huge cost to, this, to society, not to mention the huge cost of fixing fenders and scrapping cars and buying cars before their, before their life is gone. So that's very important. That may be the most important development after the fracking revolution in in uh, natural gas, because that's driven down the price of gas and oil and puts us back in the catbird seat in energy. That's very important. Do you remember your first car, or can you estimate what you used to pay for a gallon of gas? Well, gas was 19 nine. 19 cents? Yes. Oh. And I noticed today it's like two fifty five here in your area. Yes, but it's been over four. Mm -hmm. right? so, um, it has. Yeah, 20 cents. So multiple... The, the 99 literally, of course, was in those days. So you have to multiply by a factor of 10, say, to mm -hmm. adjust for inflation. So call it $2 a gallon. Yeah. Hmm. But in those days, we got 8 miles a gallon, 10 miles a gallon. Uh, and now you get over 30. Yeah, much more efficient. Uh, some of it's because the cars are lighter, and a lot of it is because the, the engines are just better, better designed, computerized. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other car stories to share? Uh, oh, oh, there are all kinds of car stories. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites was Gary and some buddies from Iowa when he was in college were driving one of their cars. Somebody had a car. 
And uh, they were driving to one of their houses in a, a farm in Iowa. And they came over a hill, hill and hit a cow. <laughs> Ruined the car. The cow walked away. And when I was, uh, I guess, still in high school, maybe junior college, we would get together and pitch some money and buy a car. So $5 a piece and buy a car. So we had a 32 Chevy uh, pickup truck. And we had a 32 Ford V8, 1932 V8. Now, these things were, of course, worthless. I mean, the car would be 25 or $30. But there is no such thing as a safety inspection. So you could drive anything. And one car, somebody had to ride on the fenders because the headlights stood up on a stalk <laughs> and some, and they were loose. So somebody had to sit on. <laughs> so, yes, those were simpler times in car space. A lot more fun. Too good. Well, thank you for sharing your stories. for listening to this episode of Barry.FYI. If you'd like to share your stories, please give us a call. We'd love to have your life lessons and your participation. Memories sweeten through the ages just like wine. Quiet thoughts come floating down subtle soft